from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, everybody. Your new favorite podcast. To review what we've discussed so far that uh, was not recorded. It was recorded, but just uh, not well. Oh. To review, uh, Elon Musk is an idiot. Uh, Gen Z is awesome. Yep. And uh, Filipino meat sticks. So that's mm. uh, really. Oh, and baby photos. Baby photos. We talked about baby photos. <laughs> <laughs> baby photos. See, so we really didn't miss much. Uh, so there's good news there, Jake. Uh, we, we're all warmed up now. We're warmed up. We're ready to go. We're loosey-goosey. It's like nothing ever happened. To steal a phrase from the great uh, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, yeah, guys, we um, welcome back. Oh, happy birthday, Lillipot. That was another thing we we said. So happy birthday, Lillipot. Did we sing to Lillipot? Did we sing a? No, uh, mm, we, we just didn't... screamed a lot. No, we just yelled it. I, yeah. I want two. I want two, three, four. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lily Pod. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Lily Pot. Happy birthday to you. Right. That's right. John Lydon would go, right now. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday. I am a man who enjoys another person's (laughs) birthday. (laughs) You're an extraordinary man. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Lillipot. We're doing all the voices. For you today. Happy birthday to you, Lillipop. <laughs> yes. We hope you have a happy, happy birthday. birthday. We will shit on your coast and we will listen to your rock and roll. <laughs> we will listen to your oasis and we will conduct <laughs> missile drills. Welcome to the rock. Welcome. Doesn't Walter Brennan want to wish Lillipop happy? Oh, yeah. That's overwhelming. I know she's gonna have overwhelming. Yeah, she's gonna have like yeah, nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing if not overwhelming. Sensory <laughs> overload. Sensory overload. Right there. She's gonna say, "Who is this Walter Brennan you're always talking about?" Uh, you, I recommend the best Walter Brennan movie. I'm going to say My Darling Clementine. There yeah. you go. He plays a real son of a bitch. Oh, he does. Ooh. He plays a real son of a bitch. Also great in uh, Bad Day at Black Rock, which is where. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And of course, to have and have not. Was yeah. you ever bitten by a dead bee? Oh, Justine, there's a girl who uh, has a YouTube channel. <sighs> It bothers me that I can't think of the name of the YouTube channel. But she basically watches movies, and they're condensed so that you know you don't mess with the copyright. But she gives like a live reaction to them, oh. and she's probably a little younger than we are, maybe than you are, Justine, or maybe your age are a little bit younger. 
But she has, there's a lot she's here. Like, she had never seen Star Wars. She had never seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. She just watched, someone recommended she watch The Great Escape. And? Uh, oh, my God. She, it was an emotional roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I will send you, gosh, I wish I remember the name of the YouTube channel. We're talking uh, Popcorn in Bed. Popcorn in Bed, yeah. thank you. Yeah. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Sounds dirty. No, it's, she's very nice. No. I, I, I almost want to send her a copy of our, our reaction, our, our review, so that she can talk about. It. Because my wife had the same reaction that you and and uh, and this this young lady had. It's very emotional. Uh, she was very she was very distraught. She was very distraught when uh, when Ives tried to go over the wire and got uh, gunned down. She was very distraught. Poor Ives. I know. Poor man. Did you race? Jim? Did you race bicycles? How about, how about Jim Brown? Uh, that's uh, that's uh, Dirty Dozen. Mm-hmm. How about uh, Donald Sutherland as the hippie? Oh, that's uh, Kelly's Heroes. How about the plane uh, up in the Alps trying to get uh, Richard Burton off the... Uh, uh, that's where Eagles Dare. How about the plane in the byfield? Or in the <laughs> cornfield? Plane in the what? The plane in the in cornfield? North by Northwest. Okay. How about the giant gorilla up on top of the Empire State Building? Uh, that is uh, Mighty Joe Young. How about, uh, how about the camels in the desert? Right. <laughs> the camels in the desert? That is uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Yeah. I can do this all day. Blimp? Uh, that is uh, Indiana Jones and The Last Crusade. <laughs> the Nazi blimp. I love it. <laughs> how, about, uh, how about the submarine being attacked by the uh, giant squid? Uh, that is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. <laughs> how about the rapey tree? Uh, that is uh, rapey army. Tree. Uh, that is uh, Evil Dead. <laughs> how about the seven dwarves? Uh, that is uh, uh, Ball of Fire with uh, Barbara Sandwick and Dean Krupa. Hey, nicely, nicely played. <laughs> Thank you. Very nicely. Thank you. Yeah. What about Thank the Spice you. Girls meeting 007? That is uh, Spice mm. World. Ooh, I thought I would get you there. I just saw I, I just saw a roast. I don't know who they were roasting, but Jewel was like on the dais. And the the comedian, oh, it was the, the, fe- the, the female comedian roasting Jewel said, uh, Jewel, your teeth kind of remind me of the Spice Girls. They're all different colors, and they all kind of do their own thing. Jewel, still attractive. Don't care. Don't care about the grill. Still, uh, still. <laughs> I have my own flaws. <laughs> Don't care about the grill. <laughs> I'm, uh, I have my own flaws. Uh, I don't remember her teeth being that bad. <laughs> no, no, that was always a, that was always a talking point. That was, snaggle yeah, teeth. That was always the best mm. teeth. Well, see, so, down and snaggle rock. Bump bump down and snaggle rock. Uh, I am. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So we got uh, what's coming up? What's coming up? What's in a movie for next week, Justine? Do we know? It's. Uh, Oh, it's it's an action movie. Um, are you going to be uh, here next week? Yes. It depends. Yep. We have to do a later show because I work in the morning. Oh, we're just we're doing it around your schedule, huh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I got I got I've got. Uh, we're gonna. It, it might not work because starting probably next week, I will be scheduled pretty regularly throughout the holidays on Wednesday. But we'll figure it out. We always do. We figure it out. Are we taking? Are we taking a holiday break? We do. You know what? I was thinking about that. I don't have one scheduled in, and we've done it in the past. Um, we have taken mm, breaks. 
we have it, yeah. but it's usually wow. just Christmas week. It's usually just Christmas week that we take off. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Why can't we talk to each other during Christmas? Yeah, well, I mean, if you want, we can we can we can go all the way through. It doesn't have to be Wednesday, you know. Oh, it's Kingpin next week. <laughs> Kingpin, hey, really? Yeah. <laughs> followed the by claw. followed by one of the all time great Jackie Chan's super, super cop. Super. Yeah. Super cop. Uh, by the way, if you can watch the trailer for Super Cop, it's the it's the it's the other guy. It's not the in a world guy, but it's the it's the other guy who has the voice like the in a in a world. And, and he does and he does say in a world. I believe he says in a world. In a, in a world. world. In a world. Uh, but for some reason, my brother loved that trailer and would watch it over and over, uh, just because uh-huh. of the just because of the way the guy says. Jackie Chan, Super Cop. It was like one of those. Hold on, <laughs> see if I can. Let me see if I can get the. If I, can, I might not play on the phone. Here, but see if I can. There's something about those those voice guys, you know. In a world this summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jake's got it. It's yep. this resonance. There's this sort of like back of the diaphragm resonance. Well, I agree. Good. Can you hear that? Oh, that guy, yeah. It's, it's the other guy. Yeah. But when this comes he's like, his voice is a little bit more grappling. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The other one's like just That's That's the only talking, and then it's two minutes of just all this crazy. Yeah. These crazy stuff. Jackie Chan in Super Cop. Which guy did the, uh, the Star Wars Super special edition with a few There surprises. we go. There we go. There, there it was that none of you could hear because probably because the phone is so so terrible. Uh, that's the guy who did the original Jaws trailer, right? God, I used to know that guy's name. So he's the one that was doing that and a few surprises, right? That we all love. Let me see. Can you? That hear we it? all hate him. Can you hear it? There it was. There we go. Let's see if I can get it again. Yeah. <laughs> the hardest thing about this about doing this podcast is nobody somebody's always got to step in right uh, right as it's about to happen somebody's got to talk and then it's like uh so let it let it breathe you fucks let it breathe mm-hmm. um no, never it's just one of us really and it's not what the person and it's not the person who has been taking all the time off and going to Disneyland I'll just say that. Huh? I said it's not the person who has been going to Disneyland. And it's not it's not the guy I worked with for many years. That's all I'm gonna say. Jesus. That narrows it down. <laughs> We're also talking about the guy who has been the most consistent here and has showed up in the show. Uh, you you talking about John Sandy? <laughs> <laughs> Jake's all Jake's like I've never missed a show. John missed like four in a row. Oh, I've Jacob's missed, missed shows and he's still behind John, on his oh, movies. Where is I've missed miss less Jacob's than never... John and Patrick. Okay. Oh shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, 
Shit. Digital Movie Club, I have missed the least. Justine, do me a favor. Add to the spreadsheet. I yeah. need you to go back and list all the episodes Jake has not attended. <laughs> You're going to have to listen over again. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to listen off them all. Justine's like, let me get this straight. I need to listen to 600 shows. Yeah. No, it's, it's not happening. <laughs> By the way, uh, we need to add a third rating for uh, All Quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> Now that the new Netflix version is dropped. Oh, yeah, there's a fucking... Uh, there's another one? We really should do that, huh? We really should do that. Right. Well, it, it's getting it's, it's, it's getting rave reviews. It was, I guess it was yeah. a German production, and they, they it premiered here on uh, Netflix, but it's getting amazing reviews. Uh, that we should do that every time they do a remake of that movie we should do a review because yeah. <laughs> I think half of us half yeah, of us watch the original watch half of us watch the original and half of us watch the uh, the new one but it worked yeah. it's the same movie just done you know 60 years yeah. apart or whatever so it worked it's kind of interesting to do it that way yeah, yeah. Um, cool. so yeah so that'll be great so I'll watch <laughs> you guys watch the new Avatar, and I'll watch Dances with Wolves and Fern Gully, and then we'll. Oh compare them. man, Fern uh, we'll watch Fern Gully. We can skip the other two. Come on, don't you want to watch that? <laughs> Come on, that's Kevin Costner's finest yeah, hour. And someone can watch uh, Pocahontas. Uh, it's Kevin Costner's finest hour. It's if he returns today, I will call him Two Socks. I'd rather watch uh, Last Mohicans. Oh, Last mm. Mohicans is great. Well, we have watched mm. it. I will <laughs> find you no matter what occurs. Uh, yeah, uh, and she's all you're Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I forgot. Did how did we all like Last of the Mohicans, right? It, it held up, I loved it. It was yeah. okay, yeah, it's good. What do we all like? What, it what's for wrong, Patrick? <laughs> what's wrong now? now Jeez Louise, now I have to look. What kind of lib soy boy, uh, uh, Jesus, <laughs> triggering you? Where's this coming from? <laughs> you know how he gets. Lib- Lib soy. Boy. <laughs> when did we watch it? I don't remember. Oh, it, was, it was in the nineties. It's it was it's. it's oh good. sure, yeah. Ninety two. Actually, sometime in the last year. Oh yeah, I did. Everybody gave it a seven, and I gave it a six because I'm an asshole. <sighs> yeah, I remember. Wow. Mm, yeah. That's a great movie. So nobody gave it but, higher than a seven. Interesting. That was the same week, or no? That was the week before after sneakers. So it was following up. Oh right, right, right. Nothing was nothing was going to get that. Was going to everything was going to take a hit compared to sneakers. Yeah. Yep. I get it. I get it. I totes get it. Totes. Totes get it. Totes my goats. That's it. That's my podcast name. Totes my goats. (laughs) So Patrick, let's talk about how this myth of Jake being loyal has come about like it's, it's come from yeah, jake what do you what mean he has. this is what he has that's what he brings to the table what do you mean so he's constantly throwing do i go to disneyland when we have a recording on wednesday do i skip the podcast just so i can go have a nice night a nice day at disneyland john mm. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't like it when the kids are fighting no, I'm just thinking that I'm waiting for Patrick to go, yeah, and I called in from Disneyland. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't need to prove myself. Hmm. Uh, audience, l- let's, let's do a poll. All right, so I'm going to take myself out of it because I'm automatically. Uh, no, 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 no. I need a one to five rating. You're, the audience needs to slot us. You can tweet at us at Soup Complex. Oh. You know who's number one, who's number two. Oh, I like who's that. Who's number three, who's number four, and who's number five. Right, 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 right. Tweet at us at Soup Complex. We will not be offended. We promise. Yeah. 
I and if I'm not number one, uh, you <laughs> we all, rip you apart on the next show. Uh, yeah, that would be so great. If, uh, just oh, I get. I'm a solid. I think five. I'm a solid. I think I would come in if we were, if the audience was ranking everybody. I think I would come in right in the middle. Middle of the pack. Oh, you, you know me and Patrick are fighting for bottom slot. Let's, I, let's I feel like I feel like John, John, <laughs> and Justine are fighting for that top slot. Mm-hmm. I feel. Jake, you want to know why I don't take I bottom it. slot? It's just her I hand. have an answer. All I hear is her hand. <laughs> it's cool. I have an answer why I don't take bottom slot. It's great. I actually yeah, watch the movies and participate. Oh uh-huh. man. Good for this. you. I'm happy for you. Yeah. You want a pat on the back? You want <laughs> at the same at the same time, Patrick, that's such a weak argument. That's like oh yeah. That's like parents I who are do, like I do the bare minimum. Do, okay? I do the bare minimum. <laughs> right. That's like dads who want credit because they feed the baby. It's like I feed the kid, I change the diapers. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, supposed to. That's my son too, okay? Yeah, you're dad. You're supposed yeah, to but be you, you didn't out. you didn't push it through the birth canal, so right. Lottie fucking got that. <laughs> I rocked his cradle once when he was crying. Okay, mm-hmm. isn't that a Ringo Starr song? Lottie fucking da. Isn't that a Oh bloody Oh blood da? Uh, well, there's there's the no no song. <laughs> What's the no no song? We were watching some oh, trailer yeah. yesterday, and Justine heard uh, uh, Cat Stevens, "Cats in the Cradle." Yep, and uh, she's like, "That's, that's a fucking Patrick Chapin. song." And oh, like, that, yeah, it is. That's the Patrick yeah, theme. We're watching, we're watching the preview for Senior for Robert Downey Jr. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that show's going to make uh, me cry. That's the, Harry Chapin. The cat, that's, a, that's a tearjerker. That is a tearjerker song, yeah. And he's and not the, a very good mm-hmm. singer, but the, the lyrics are just tearjerkers. And yeah. the cat's in the cradle with a silver spoon. And the gee, the gee, the gee, the gee, the gee, the the it never happened. It's the 70s. <laughs> mm, the 70s. Patrick, well, are you okay, man? What's that? <laughs> Patrick saw it never happens. What? Are you okay, dude? Wait, huh? No, I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah, he's good. He's just taking a work call while we're recording. It's fine. No, that was John's phone. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Patrick's all back off. It's John's phone. <laughs> uh, Jake, who's better, you or Patrick? Jesus. <laughs> well, I'm going to say me and Patrick's going to say him. So, you know. No, you have, never we know. Gotta a, we got to have a neutral third party. Don't worry. We'll have a new, I have this all planned out. Patrick, who's better? You or, Twitter. Patrick, who's better? You or Jake? Brent. Okay. <laughs> Justine, who's better? Patrick or Jake? So this, see, this is why I'm better. I, I actually answer the question and not like write in my own answer at the bottom. That's another Unbelievable. one. Unbelievable. Well, well, anyone who's seen Patrick play board games knows... That it's always uh, a write-in answer. It's always a write-in yeah, rule. Like, yeah, look, see, and he, it's like scratched in with like marker. He's like, yeah, see, look at this. Is this says this says Patrick does what he wants. Justine, who's better, Patrick or Jake? At what? Just whoa, uh, making out. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Making out a yeah. phrase that nobody's used since 1965. <laughs> who's better at making out? Do you want to go make out, out, man? Making out. Do kids still make out? No. Well, once you're in a, I mean, Patrick and Justine, do you guys make out? You guys are in a relationship. There's no making out anymore, right? You get in bed in your in your unsexy pajamas. And put just, my reading glasses on. I have my robe. I'm reading my book. First of all, fuck you. I have my pipe. <laughs> 
That's hitting a little too close to home. <laughs> uh, and then Justin, you do the the thing from Young Frankenstein where you come in and go. <laughs> no, Justine comes a, Justine comes to bed with her head in a towel and a cold cream mask on. There you go. Mm-hmm. Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> cold towel in the head in a cold cream mask. Yeah. Jeez, that's so I love Lucy. You right. Know? It's like Ricky comes in and goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> So great. Oh, man. It's weird. I think women today, is it the technology? Is it skincare technology? You know, we talk about how uh, today a woman. We talked about in Sunset Boulevard, she's supposed to be 50, right? And she looked Norma Desmond. Yeah. She's supposed yeah. to be incredibly old at 50. And then you Watched see. Up. Right. <laughs> and then you see today Selma Hayek at 53, and you go, whoa, what's going on here? And uh, so, yeah, what right. is it? Is it, yeah. is it the technology we have today now? Is that what it is? Is it the skincare technology? Have we, have we moved forward? With that kind of stuff, hydration, surgery, facial treatments, all that stuff. Not smoking anymore. Oh, that could be it too. You got something there. Yeah, for sure. Right. That like dehydrates the skin. Yeah. Right. You have all those people that live out in the desert. They make them. They make their grandkids call them by their first name. They 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 look all leathery. (laughs) Leathery. (laughs) Florida. Florida, they look leathery, like which is weird because it's so humid down there. You would think that would preserve people, like a cigar. A mm. lot of sun, though. A lot of sun. You know, it's like the Hawaii. It's like the river rats. You know, if you're out in the sun all the time, eventually it's going to take its toll. You know, right? Right. You get those crow's feet. Mm-hmm. Mm. You're going to look like a handbag before too long. <laughs> Remember Billy? What was it? Billy Crystal and City Slickers. You see how leathery that guy's face looks. <laughs> He's talking about Jack Palance. Right, looks like some saddlebag. Speaking you know? and speaking of leathery, uh, mm. you want to talk about leathery? We're about to talk yes. about the cast of Lone Star, which is this week's uh, movie. How about that? Mm. How about that for a segue? Mm. Patrick, why don't you break us? Why don't you break it down for us? Uh, Lone Star released on June 21st, 1996, directed by John Sayles. Uh, 7.4 on IMDb, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of... Sorry, I have to scroll real quick. Um, a budget of $5 million, grossed worldwide what? Uh, this came right to... Um This came right to video pretty quickly. Oh, is that true? Was it really? No, no, no. It was. It had a theatrical release, but it was on video pretty quickly. Oh, uh, uh, I see. It, it won a lot of awards. It uh, did. It got a lot of critical attention. I think all the critics loved it. But I don't know how that translated the asses and seats. It got the ALMA Award for Favorite Movie, Satellite Award for Best Screenplay, ALMA for Outstanding Actress in a Feature Role, an independent spirit word for best supporting. So no important. I'm going to no, say. No, a lot of nominees. They got nominated for a lot, but didn't win any of the big stuff. Um, was, was it nominated for an Oscar, like best script or something? Uh, best writing screenplay. Yeah. That's for Academy Award. 97. I'm going to, I'm going to say this made, I'm going to say this made, it was a modest hit. I'm going to say 10 million. 
save me 10 million bucks. John? Uh, I'll say 20 million. Jake? I'll split, I'll split the difference. We'll say 15. 15? Lying. Uh, closest without going over is we use Jeopardy rules. Mario at a $12.4 million. Yeah, so it doubled its money. It, it, I remember this it movie. It tripled its money. I remember this movie being uh, uh, very talked about, but it was <laughs> gone from theaters very quickly. So I caught mm. it when it was on video. Mm. And boy, was I not expecting the ride I went on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Could, could anybody have predicted whatever yeah. was going? And neither did Sam, okay? <laughs> there are a major spoilers. So if you have not seen this movie, uh, kind of... After, we're, after we're, 25 years. After 25 years. <laughs> but boy, treat yourself. It is kind of a forgotten gem. And it is... Uh, there's a lot of great actors in it. And there's a lot going on. And it... Uh, it does take it take its it takes its time, which I kind of like. It kind of mm-hmm. that kind of lends itself to the feeling of this town they're in, and you know, just kind of the lifestyle. I feel like it's, it's it's a movie that takes its time, but I don't feel like it's boring or slow. I just feel like it's a one of those things where it's like we're going to take our time and tell this story. So, uh, John, had you seen this before? I had not. Well, let's break and it down. What did you think, my friend? I was really impressed. It was a great story. It it completely kept my attention the whole way through. You're right. It takes its time. You get to know everybody very slowly. It's it you know, if this had been this could have been like a mess, like a soap opera or something where you just go too many characters, don't care, it's all over the place. He winds such an amazing, he spins such an amazing web. And it's really a mystery. You're really trying to figure this out so as you're getting to know all these people in town i mean it's one of the it's one of these things it's a small town everybody is sort of like involved in everybody else's past right and it was fascinating to see how everybody everybody's story was interconnected going back like 50 years you know parents and daughters and sons it was just uh fascinating and you could not really predict where it was going i was kind of amazed you'd think it'd be pretty pretty easy to mm. kind of go oh we know what's going to happen and right down to the last like five minutes you're like really wow <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> you know and then in the background you start hearing <laughs> i don't know i was super impressed you know this has got to be the first uh, this is so early for chris cooper he looks so young in this yeah I, Jesus. Was, I always think of him as like how he looked in like american uh, beauty about that age and here he's like a young man in this, you know. And uh, I also forgot how good Chris Christopherson can be. I always right. forget about him as an as an actor. You think of him as a singer, you forget that he's done some pretty amazing movies. So um, I don't know. It kind of blew me away. It was such a strong story with some really strong characters. I just my my interest level never flagged. Right. So and I, yeah, I yeah. Super super young Chris Cooper. Super young uh, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, yeah, I, I, was Matthew McConaughey in this movie? I think this is his first movie. I think it's, if not this is his like first... a year after Days and Confused. I think. Oh, is it still pretty early? Is it okay? Or it's either a year before or a year after. But boy, it, he's young, and God, it's such a central character. But you, you only see him in flashbacks, you know. And he's so good too in that role. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and um, a very young Elizabeth Pena. You know, <laughs> I was like, wow, right? How about that? 
Yeah. Well, she had already been in La Bamba by this time. And, Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah. She was already in La Bamba by this time. So, uh, but yeah, this it's feels really the, the characters. So feel, it feels very real. The people in here feel very real, like real people. Uh, it's very much. Uh, Doesn't feel like a movie. Yeah, it, it does have a, like a kind of like a, a slight. And uh, Sales does this in. Um, I think he did this in. Did he write Eight Men Out as well? Uh, he directed uh, it too. Yeah, because he yeah, was in it. He wrote it. Yeah, he was directed. It. Yeah, he was in it. Uh, he has such a nice ear for really uh, natural dialogue. Nothing flashy. Nothing, you know, you know, no one really doing any expounding on the human experience or anything like that. But really good dialogue. Just very good, earthy. Uh, feels like real conversations going on. You know, not movie, not movie dialogue. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I even love that opening scene in the beginning where they're he's like naming all the flora. You know, he's just like, <laughs> yeah, we got uh, prickly pears and we got uh, cactus and we got, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then the whole thing, you know, you got the whole thing with everything. You know, it's it's you know geopolitical where you've got everything going on across the border and you know all this stuff. So, you know, for those of you who have never seen it, it's it takes place in this border town in Texas and. Uh, and uh, they, they, it starts out with a mystery. They find a body out in the in the desert, and the body was the body of a former sheriff who had disappeared. And so, it all turns into something like, "Well, how did this sheriff end up out here in the middle?" And there are repercussions that that span generations, right? It spans yeah. generations to, yeah. So uh, it's very, very, very almost. It's not quite a soap opera. Uh, it's just a really great, well written movie, and I love it. Um, cause not a lot of people have heard about it, but, uh, every time I watch it, I'm always, I'm always, uh, compelled. And that, that opening scene where they just have like the Tex-Mex music playing and over the credits and everything, it really puts you in that, in that world. You're going to, you're going to go on a trip for a little while to somewhere yeah. you've never been and uh, somewhere you might not like. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you, it's a history lesson. If people don't think about what it really is like to be in a border town. It's a real history lesson. Yeah. The end of and the movie makes you go, huh? <laughs> the end of the movie will make you think of Empire Strikes Back. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, in yeah. lots of Definitely ways. Definitely more Game of thrones <laughs> I don't know. That's good writing, though, because you do not see that coming. That's the last, what, two minutes? Right. You do not see that you coming. You never know that that's coming. So, uh, and yet, a what a great way ending, to... man. Jesus. Yeah. Can't give it away. Uh, Justine, Lones, yep. you don't like it? You said no. Or did you say yo? I said yo. What your thoughts on Lone Star? Lone Star, little, uh... Uh, it should have just been a limited series. It was just a lot of story in one movie. Okay. This was day back before the days of limited okay. series. <laughs> yeah, this could have been like a three episode mini series. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a four... Mini series. Oh, like a mini series? You think it could have stretched yeah. out to like, mini series? Like Yellowstone. There if was it was today, it would so be Yellowstone. Much <laughs> that I wish it was just broken up a little bit more because mm. a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I I mean, I was it was a little predictable, and then yeah, it was. What just, was, what was like, predictable? What did you find predictable? Well, you knew that that the mayor had something in it because the guy kept telling him details. I'm like, why do we keep showing him giving the mayor details? I'm like, so uh, guy 
is a bad mayor. Like something happened with the mayor. You're right. Yeah. It just felt weird. Like, why? What are we? Why are you watching this? Because it would normally not happen like that. Or we're selling yeah. so to the sky. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I think before they even said that, I I told Patrick I was like, wait, that makes that the mother, and then, and then we were <laughs> Lori, and I was like, that's freaking nasty. They it's nasty. Like... <laughs> and she said, forget it. Um, yeah. I like the parts with O and his fascination with his um his background. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating, the Black Seminole. I probably cared more about that one and what he got into. Like, I told him to tell more about that story. I guess the rest of it was just so much. I just, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot to sort of keep track of. A lot. That's why I felt like this should have been a show or something. It was just too much happening at once. It felt like a soap opera. These days, it would be a it would be a limited series. Yeah, you're right. It would be like an eight episode series on like uh, HBO or something. And then they would, yeah, really needs to be maybe like two, two hour episodes or, you know, four <laughs> one hour episodes. Mm-hmm. It had those random like fade outs and fade it. Like, like when they ended the scene, it was like a black screen and then they opened up somewhere else. I was like, okay, it's kind of weird. Like a, almost like a TV movie. Yeah. Um, but it was cool. Like it was cool to see the Grey's Anatomy chick. I've never seen her in anything else besides Grey's Anatomy. Who was that? Uh, Johnson, the soldier that got in trouble because her, uh, the guy got shot. The girl. Ah, okay. Oh, I forgot. She is on Grey's Anatomy. She's a main character in Grey's Anatomy. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I forgot that. That's where I knew her from. That's right. Yeah, it was weird to see her like that. But right. Well, you, you know what's funny is you don't even think that those two guys in the beginning. You, you, you kind of forget about them and then they're tied into the plot. You're like, oh, yeah, that's the guys in the beginning. You kind of you forget them. like random goofballs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, they're at the army base. Like, oh, yeah, this is. But like John said, everybody in this town is interconnected in some, some way. Because it's, it's such like a small town. Because it's such a small town, yeah. Uh, I was born in a small town. Hey, did you recognize the mayor is the guy that turns up in those James Bond movies. The Southern right. Sheriff. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's J.W. Peppa. <laughs> J.W. Hall. J.W. Peppa. Uh, his buddy, the one that talks like hey, buddy was a good sheriff. He looks exactly like uh, Nicole's uncle. Nicole has really? an uncle that looks like that guy. And I'm like, I, every time I see him, I'm like, it's George. But George, don't talk <laughs> like that. You know, hey, hey good old I buddy. I like the way you talk. <laughs> Uh, my favorite thing about this movie is all of the slang for Mexicans. You got wetback, you get taco bender, you get chili eater, you get all kinds of good stuff in this one. So I'm a big mm. fan. I'm, bi- I'm, I'm a big fan of that stuff because it never, mm-hmm. all the anti-Mexican slang never really hits. Like it, they, they really try, mm-hmm. but it's like, oh, you're a taco bender. It's like, yeah, we eat tacos, man. Yeah, everybody eats tacos. So. <laughs> Most of them are in the Yeah, yeah. Oh, you beaner. It's like, hey, beaner. It's like, oh, yeah. You know, you, uh, weed beans. That's true. Yeah, true. They're good. Check. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hey, mm-hmm. now. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Hey, wetback. Well, what? You, you've never gone yeah, swimming? Never, you've never gone yeah. swimming? Like, we're the only What's ones. That? That, oh, you, you know, when you, you know, when you wet, your back gets wet? When you take a bath, you fucking, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> oh. Uh, so yeah, the, 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 those always uh, those are always amusing to me. I'm never like, oh, mm. I'm never stung by those. I'm always like, ha, ha, try net, try again, <laughs> try again, honky. 
<laughs> honky. That's what you don't. You don't hear that very often. No. <laughs> or cracker. Yeah. Hey. Oh. Mm. Hey. 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 Come hey. on. Unless you're listening to Macklemore. Mm. Macklemore. That's a, a cold ass honky. He's gonna pop huh? some tags. That guy. I just mm. don't, something tells me. <laughs> uh, how much money do you think he has in his pocket? Yeah, about twenty dollars. Oh, good guess. Uh, yeah. So, Justine, a little too much, a little too much information for you. A little lot going on. It was, it was too much going on for you. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stories, and then there were some I cared for more than the others. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like in any town, some of the gossip is better than the other, right? Some of the, some yeah. of the and when that happens, you want more of that other. Story. Right. Give me that cheese, man. Give me that tea, yeah. as the kids there say. Mm-hmm. Spill that tea. Not this tea, the other tea. Spill that tea. Spill that tea, sis. Mr. T. (laughs) I pity the fool that doesn't eat my cereal. Jake. Yes. Lone Star. You thought this was going to be a spinoff of Spaceballs, but it was not. I know. I was disappointed. What did you think, man? Uh, Yeah, I thought it was great. Um, I really loved all the flashback scenes. I thought the cinematography, cinematography for those were really great. Um, very seamless, just kind of panned right into the flashback and then kept going to pan back right. into the present. I thought those were great. Um, yeah, there was a lot going on. Jesus, I kind of got lost on a couple bits here and there. Um, but ending, yeah, like, oh, don't want to spoil Don't want to spoil it because it's just such, like a, such a mic drop moment. Like, oh, when I, yeah, when they start talking about, oh, oh. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, then. Um, Patrick, I feel like you're protesting a little too much. Like you really yeah. want us to. Okay. You really want us to know you're down. You're not with this, which makes me think you're down with it. <laughs> oh, good. Thank you, though. <laughs> but, um, hey, there was an old lady playing her Game Boy, man, playing some Tetris. Yeah, that's right. That's the movie. I was not expecting that. You're just sitting there, I'm like, she playing Tetris. Yep. Hey, she is the, the quintessential video gamer. I'm going to play a couple games before breakfast and then end up wasting the whole day away. Respect. I can, you know what? I can sympathize. Respect I can definitely that. sympathize. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot that that scene existed. I was like, oh my God, a Game Boy, the classic Game Boy. And then what was, um, it was Chris Cooper's ex, right? It was the, um, it was the football oh, lady. Friend. Francis yeah, yeah, Francis McDormand is in there. Yeah, oh, man. that was great. I that was a great scene. I thought that was just just her manic energy. Right. You see all the medicine. You see all the medicine bottles. You know, because she's probably like manic depressive or something. You know, yeah. right. Like, What's yeah. crazy is that is the most glam I've ever seen Francis McDormand. Like <laughs> That's the most early I've ever seen. Right. Right. She usually plays it down. She usually downplays her. Her, you know, her femininity. She's usually playing these pretty. Here in this kind of role, right? She did well. She did very well in it. I thought she did great. There was a, there was a lot. There was so much in that scene that was unspoken. Uh, yeah, and I feel like oh, that, yeah. that's a sign of a good movie where you you know everything about these guys you need to know, and they're not telling. It's just you're picking it all up from clues. Context yeah. clues. Context clues. Scene, yeah, what they're not saying. Yeah, right. that was really. Yeah, there you can tell that there was a lot of. Um, it was a very emotionally charged scene and 
even though they really weren't talking about all that much. They were talking about everything but what their relationship, right? Until yeah. like until the like almost the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When but, he says you're looking good, and she just lights up and goes, "It's nice when you say that." You know, you're right. like, "Wow." Yeah. You know. Uh, it, that's a great. Uh, that was a great little mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, and yeah. you forget she's in the credits. And then you, there's so much going on, you kind of forget that she was in the credits, and then she pops up, and you're like, oh, she's in this movie, Frances McMurray, McDormand, yeah, great, great scene. All the, yeah, all the acting felt really genuine. I mean, there wasn't, like, uh, no one was, like, um, swinging for the fences when it came to the acting, but everyone just, like, it just felt real, felt all great. I feel like that is John Sayles telling everybody, look, just play it natural, don't. You know, we don't need anyone chewing the scenery. Maybe Chris Christopherson a little bit because that's the character. Yeah, but but uh, that's why he kind of yeah. stands out. And you know, when you look at it, he's he's kind of one of those guys that they're talking about him so much you feel like he's in the movie more than he really is. Yeah. He's really only in a couple of scenes. Uh, but boy, he's uh, same with Matthew McConaughey. It's just more. It's more the idea of them at this point since it's been so long that's really driving the story as opposed to the characters themselves. So. Right. And Matthew McConaughey looks so super cool. It's almost like he's in a different it, – it's, it's almost <laughs> right. like – Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, it, it's like it's like he, the, the way he's shot and everything, it's almost – it's like the way his – it's like the way he's shown the way that the people tell stories about him. You yeah. know, it's almost like he's, he's – always- He's always the hero. Whenever they talk about him, he's the hero. Right, yeah. right, right. So he's almost <laughs> shot that way too. He's almost shot like in, in like an almost like he's from a different movie, or Soft like focus. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the scene where you first meet him, where they're in the restaurant and he's sitting there um, confronting Wade about everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's great. I was going to tell you, John. This is a movie where I don't really notice. You know, we talk about how when you're doing period stuff, how it, it's essential to be. <laughs> down to the last detail to make it real. I feel like in this movie, they don't really do that to a degree, but I think it's more because nothing in this town has changed since, That's right. you know, yeah. you know, they're in the same tavern 30 years later, right? They're in the same, right. you know, so it's like, you don't need to have all those details. Maybe, you know, maybe change some of the signage around, but it's like everything you in this town you is so need old. To hit anybody over the head with it, you know? Right, mm-hmm. right, right, right. It doesn't need to look like American graffiti. It's it's enough to just have the clothes. Period. Uh, specific, you know. Right. And, and uh, what I love is that in the modern day scenes, in the uh, in the bar, they're playing Little Walter. It's like, wow, <laughs> this is 1996, and they're playing Little right. Walter. Right. You know, it's like I go, wow, this really is a juke joint. You know? Right. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's yeah. Just- yeah. It just shows like how much in like how much like that town is almost like um like frozen in time. Right. Yeah, because exactly. Because of all the situations that they're being in being a border town, it really kinda it feels yeah, it feels like it kind of lives out of time from the Right. The cars, you know, the, the, like the cars are, are maybe up to date, maybe the clothes, but like John said, but everything mm-hmm. else in this town is just the way it was thirty years. Not not much has changed. Mm-hmm in this town in 30, you know, 30 plus years since, you know, the events of, you know, that fateful night that, that, uh, that starts to kicks the movie off. Uh, Patrick, what did you think, my man? Uh, Lone Star, otherwise known as, okay, who the fuck is this now? <laughs> um, this really feels like it's like two movies and a, a TV show all thrown into one. Um, I would have liked to have, probably you know maybe some of the storylines reduced it's nice to see how they're all really interconnected and that's really cool 
I like a lot of that. Um, the ending was definitely a surprise. Um, yeah. The who done it was pretty easy to figure out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was really the story I was interested in most. I think was the who done it and kind of. I like the interplay between trying to figure out what happened, you know, that long ago and how it affected him and uh, his relationship with his father. Um, it was interesting, you know, uh, probably a little bit too long for me. It's interesting. Patrick and Justine both felt like this movie was too long. Jake and John did not. They enjoyed the ride. And you, and you, Mario. I love this movie. I love this movie. This is a ride. I will take, uh, Gladly take. I wonder what that is. I wonder if it's because maybe Patrick and Justine, they don't have time to sit there and sift through a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. They, they, they need, because, they need. But I think these days, uh, there are. Think about the majority of stories are told. It's like eight, you know, eight one hour episodes told over like a month. It's the way things are right. together now. That's true. You can tell a longer story, and that's how you do it. You don't have to put anything in a two I, and a half I, hour movie. I do think this would have been a lot more successful for me if it was episodic. Mm-hmm. Maybe we watch too much TV, so we think it should be broken up. Well, that's, that's kind of like the dominant. That's the dominant art form right now. I think really these limited these series, these cable and streaming series, that is the art form. A lot of those things look better than movies. You couldn't tell it in a in a movie length narrative. So it's not good or bad. It's just what it is. I think the majority of stories these days, they're about eight to ten hours, and they're told over. A, successive nights you know yeah that's an interesting point i mean i i think for me why i would prefer maybe a little bit time a little bit more time with each storyline is there's not really any moment where it gives that part of the story to breathe there's a lot of things that they tie up a lot of things are explained and i appreciate that but there's no uh, you lose some of the gravitas for some of those big reveals i wonder if i wonder if that's a fair assessment because not that I'm not that I'm disagreeing with you guys, you know, and John brought up a good point that is the dominant art form. But how does that how does that affect how we look back at movies now? If this is the dominant art form and like a whole generation comes up, I'm going to sound like an old guy, but a whole generation comes up going, "Okay, this is the way our stories are told. We get them broken down over 4, 6, 8, 10 episodes." And remember, that wasn't even the dominant form of storytelling in American culture, we really got that from like the British, right? The British do those one season is six, you know, it, we used to kind of make fun of that. You know, one ep, one season of Doctor Who is six episodes long. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we were doing or, 24, like we were doing 24 one hour episodes, like back in the day, right? Or if it's Masterpiece Theater, maybe it's 12, but that's really it. And maybe you I don't mean, get another one for, for years, you know? So I don't I don't have any issue with it being a two and a half hour long movie. That doesn't bother me. Right. What bothers me is you have four different stories that you're four or five different stories that you're telling and none of them are getting the time that they deserve. Hmm. That's weird. You know, Patrick, I need- there was a moment there was a moment where I thought how many more characters can they introduce? Yeah, I, thought, I mean, he's really he's really juggling a lot of stories. I thought, wow, can he throw one more story in here? I thought, wow, there's the guy that runs the bar, there's the sheriff, there's yeah. the, the teacher. I'm going, how many more can he throw up in the air? And I was kind of amazed that he was able to juggle all those stories as well as he did. You know, it doesn't, like, wow, yeah, it doesn't falter at any point. There's no point where you're just like, yeah, that doesn't work. It's just yeah, yeah. more of. Uh, 
I mean, I, I hate to say it, it as much as I feel like it was a long movie. I definitely think if it had given, given itself a little bit more time, you it felt like, worked you a felt like it could have been, been even longer. Maybe like, maybe like just, another 30 I mean, minutes. Just some of the moments are kind of lost on you, right? Like the fact mm-hmm. that he reconciles with his dad. You see that moment where uh, the colonel is talking to his son at the dinner table and he's like, you can do whatever you want to do. And then they just move past it. And it's just like there's some really big moments where he comes to a lot of big realizations throughout this film. And it, you don't get any you don't get any time with it. That could have been a whole movie. That whole yeah. moment. That could have been the whole damn movie. Yeah. Somewhere there's a whole movie just about those two guys. Oh, right. It's an episode, you know? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. And that's I mean, how they would do it. So you guys, are pro- solution. you guys are proposing Lone Star of the series. I like this. Yeah, we'll do, it would yeah. be a good solution because I, I, there is definitely merit because there is a lot of real interest in what's going on in this film. It's just... Yeah. Okay, that's more. that's a fair. That's a fair. To me, this movie always felt like I never felt like I felt like I, I it told the story it told, um, mm. uh, and and uh, yeah, there was there was a certain focus, and the the central focus was on the relationship between Cooper and his dead dad, and all that. That was really the the focus for me. And everything else is, is kind of in the peripheral, but those peripheral characters were interesting as well. I love that those peripheral characters are just as interesting to me, yeah. but I can see where you would feel like, okay, maybe you, you want to spend time with those other characters too. Uh, I, I think even for me that that relationship between him and his dad doesn't stand out that much in comparison to the rest of the stories that are being told. They're right. very much, it's all the same. You're getting a bunch of short stories all in one right. that are interconnected, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. But none of the stories on them own, the way they're shown in this, are given enough justice. Well, yeah, because I think they're shown in relation to his quest to find mm. this, you know, the, the, you know, they're like offshoots of this quest. But uh, but that's an interesting take. It's kind of like that, that science fiction series I'm reading right now. I talked to you guys about the Wayfarer series. And there's four books. I'm on the third book. And they all take place off of they take place in the same galaxy, but they're different stories and they're connected tangentially. So some of the characters in the main story, you know, will mention somebody and then in their, that mm-hmm. story is picked up in another book, but it's an entire another book. And so you're not talking about those characters that you learned about in the first book. You're expecting them to come back at some time and they, at some point they don't. They're mentioned, you know, that, that you know, there's definitely, uh, an event that happens in the first book that kind of the repercussions are still being felt in the rest, but the, 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 the rest of the stories jump timelines. And uh, so it's an interesting way to do that. And, and I feel like this movie would kind of lend itself to that yeah. where the main branch of the story would be Cooper trying to solve this mystery. And then, you know, you branch off an episode talking about the sun or in the school and the whole thing. And then you do, you know, then there's the the lady with. The, I mean, even yeah, it's just you you take that as the main storyline, right. and then each episode has moments where these other characters are introduced and how their story intertwines with the main plot line. Dude, we are you know what we're doing we're we're pitching a we're pitching the Lone Star TV series. I hope somebody hears this and picks Hollywood it up. We'll steal it. We uh, will get no credit. I hope John Sales hears this and knows that we love his movie and we want it. We want more. That and that's a that's a great that that's really Is a great. Rob Lowe's in a show called Lone Star Nine One One, I believe. Oh, I think it's a is it that's cute. 
that, but I don't think that's yeah. the same. But thing. I, it, it is a tribute and a testament to this movie in itself. It's a it's a good movie, mm-hmm. the, and the fact that we definitely think like most of the time when we look at like TV series and stuff like that, we're like, yeah, it could never be a movie. This is trash. Why would you do that? Whereas this, you can look at it and say this could be really successful as. Uh, uh, you know, a, a four or five part series, kind of like, mm-hmm. kind of like Fargo, where you take the, the the basic idea of Fargo and you spin it off into a TV show. It doesn't have any go. of the same oh, characters, yeah. but you kind of could do this. This could take place in like this border town and do all these stories. But mm-hmm. you know, it's a testament to how good the movie is that you got that Patrick that you want more of the characters. I think that's. As 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 much as you might feel that some of the characters got the short shrift, you they were, were all interesting. Yeah. Every single character in this movie is extremely interesting. Even the the guy who was friends with his dad that runs the roadside shop, like we saw him for two minutes, right? And, yeah, and I wanted yeah. to know so much more about that story, right? And yeah. it's just like you didn't get it. Yeah, they're just passing through. They're just kind of yeah. passing you know through. Like everybody's a star of their own life, and so you're just getting a bite. Like here's just a little glimpse. But this guy's got a whole life, and it feels like he's got a whole life. Once he drives off, that guy's going to keep on doing what he's doing. Right. And it's a testament that you're interested in all these characters. Yeah. Like you said, there's no character I just, that, that yeah. you're not interested in. I know? just feel like because of the way it was done and how that there's so much, there's so many strong actors in this, as well as the fact that there is so much attention played on each individual story. He doesn't feel like the main character to me. Yes, right. we spend probably the most time with him. Yeah. But the way it's done, he's not the one that I feel like is the true protagonist of this story. Right? Yeah, and he's I, simply a bystander witnessing all of these this. And he's more of the the vessel for the story to be right. told than anything else. He's he's, not, he's Dr. Watson. He's Dr. Watson. Yeah. He's the yeah, audience. Yeah, exactly. He's gathering all the information and all the evidence so that the audience can see it. And you know what it, it is? The thing that makes it his story is that it's his dad. That's what makes him the lead, even if he doesn't really behave like the lead. It's because all this centers around his dad. So that's what makes him, you know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's enough for me. Yeah. Patrick, this is weird because this is a dad story. So I thought that was really going to... No, you would think, right? But it really doesn't <laughs> feel like one, right? It I doesn't feel used, like one uh, for me. What if they had used the cats in the cradle on the jukebox? Oh, right. I fucking been in tears. <laughs> the 10 out of 10 best movie. What if Chris Christopherson... <laughs> what if Chris Christopherson all of a sudden when he's like shaking people down... For protection money is going, and the cat's in the cradle in the silver spoon. Oh, Freaking, I know, right? Yeah, I, he was a good villain, and like you, he's just scary enough that you don't need to see a lot of him, right? And I appreciate it a lot. Like I like the fact that this is taking the idea of a story that's been told over and over and over again, and it's kind of finding the truth about that. But it's more of it's more of a historical retelling than anything else. It's fiction, but it feels like you're sitting in a history class and you're getting the facts with a little bit of embellishment. And that's really it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you, I mean, I'm glad. Look, look, it's very rare that we get this in depth into a movie. So I love that, uh, that this movie kind of brought this out in, uh, it it sticks with you. This is a movie. Think of all the movies you see. And by the next day you've forgotten it. And this one, I think this one's going to stick with me. Yeah, and you don't get that too often with movies where all week, all week long you're sort of replaying it in your head. Usually, by the time you're walking out to the parking lot, you've already forgotten it, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm glad you liked it, John. I know that uh, I, this is some one that none of you guys had ever seen, so I really, really wanted to share it with you guys. And uh, 
uh, it just became available. So that's why I threw it in there, ah, even though we passed it. Oh. It hadn't been available for a while, and it just kind of became available. So It makes me want to check out more John Sales, because everything I've seen has been so solid. It's like, well, he's got a whole filmography. I should start looking you know, beyond... You know, I, I've seen Eight Men Out. Was it Eight Men Out? Nine yes. Men out? Uh, that one I've seen many times, and I always marvel at how good that one is. Right. And so I, it kind of makes me want to go back and, and check. And you know what? It looks like Chris Cooper did at least four or five movies. So he's definitely one of his favorite actors because when I looked at John Sayles' filmography, Chris Cooper is in half of them. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like... And uh, John Sayles is always, well, he turns up in Eight Men Out. Um, He's a good actor. And I turned up in matinee too. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Look, look, you know, we've done two of his movies so far and we, we liked them both. So, you know, uh, he's worth checking out, but he does have an impressive body of work, very eclectic body of work, you know, very eclectic. So he's one of those directors. um, It's one of those guys that kind of works like under the radar almost. And then uh, you'd kind of just stumble upon them. I, the, but I really wanted to see this movie, and I remember watching it on uh, on video. And I remember my dad loving this movie too. Mm. And uh, I remember my uncle. I I rented this and I lent it to my uncle. And then my uncle came back with a very poignant that scene in the in the diner. <laughs> and uh, my uncle goes, "See, he's like, look at these guys. They'll eat our food." And at the same time, they're shitting on us, you know? So (laughs) my uncle really, like, that really, he really thought about that scene. He's like, look at these guys. He's like, see, they'll eat our food, and they'll simultaneously be shitting all over us. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was really poignant. But, uh, yeah, I love this movie, man. I I really do, and and I like all the characters. And you guys never, I never really thought of it that way, but I think it would be a good TV show, at least like a limited series, kind of expand everybody, get into some of those side stories a little bit more. Uh, get into some of this. Let's rank this, man. Let's uh, let's rank it. Justine's off mic. I hope she's back by the time we rank it. But if not, we'll stall. Uh, so, John, what are you gonna t- what are you gonna give Lone Star, my man? Uh, I give it a nine. This is solid. Every aspect: the acting, the writing, the uh, cinematography, and most of all, it's a story that just sticks with you. It's got something to say, and it really, really stays with you. So that's solid nine. Nice, man. Uh, Jake. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've been going back and forth. I think it'll say eight and a half. I've been going between like eight and nine. So oh, I'll just that, stick it right in the middle. That's still pretty good, though. That's still pretty For a movie you've never seen that isn't like a, mm-hmm. a franchise or something, you know, those are getting fewer and fewer in our, in our, um, yeah. you know. It's one of the few movies you've watched where we actually like, like we want more. Right. It was, it was a long movie and, you know, we always talk about that hour and a half. Like right. If you go in farther than an hour and a half, you better have a good justification. This thing could have easily gone over two, two and a half. We could have done like Lawrence of Arabia. Right. But this, it would have been out in the desert. Just kind of the mm-hmm. same thing, right? Out in the desert. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see this uh, done, uh, redone as a Tremors uh, spinoff. <laughs> it's the third story. It's the same town, but the tri- the, it's the same story as everything else. But there's also the worm. Yeah, the graboids. The graboids, giant worms, yeah. <laughs> the graboids show up. The graboids That's just start right. eating under, the town under the under the bar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just start eating the town. Uh, Patrick, what do you give this one? Uh, a seven. Oh, seven, not bad. Not I bad. Watch the movie again, but I would definitely watch the six part series. Okay. All right. Justine, are you there? Justine, not there. 
Oh, hi. How you doing, Boo Boo? Oh, you know, just booing over here. Yeah, Boo. Uh, what do you want? What do you want to give this movie, Boo? Um. I'll give it a six. Oh, Same as good as Casablanca. That's great. I'll that's, take it. I know that's classic. Classic status. Justine, <laughs> a Justine six is like an eight for everybody else. I feel. <laughs> I, I feel that. I feel that. Great. In my... So I was the lowest score this week. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a jerk, Mario. Yes. Well, What'd you give it? Oh, uh, this is an eight for me. Solid eight. Solid eight. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why it's not higher. Um, I love this movie. Uh, I do love it. But uh, yeah, I give it. A, I give it an ocho. I give it an ocho. At least, at least an eight, maybe a nine, eight point five. Why don't you just split the diff? Split yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight. How do I write that down? I'm gonna give it an eight point five. Eight point five, man. Eight okay. eight point five on the Richter scale. Um, it's not a perfect movie, but it's damn close. It's so damn close. There you go. And, well, uh, well put. Well put. And. Uh, <laughs> Some you know if you've never seen this movie, just check it out. It's this movie is just uh, I, I don't want to say it's fun, but it's a reminder that there's a lot of different types of movies out there, and they don't all necessarily have to be uh, explosions. And and it, and it's just a good story that they you know it, that, like I said, it kind of meanders and takes its time, but it's the ending is it's it, it's all wrapped up in a very nice uh, kind of a shocking ending. So, mm-hmm. even when it meanders, you like you can still feel like it's going somewhere. Where some movies that have those sort of superfluous scenes are, they're right. Like, they're just kind of thrown in. Right. It's 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 like life. There's a little. There's some little side quests that go on, but you know, you know, there's still the the main story that needs to be told. Uh, the ending concerning the ending, I feel like it's shocking, but it's not unrealistic. It's not out of the realm right. of of no, possibility. Right. It, it, it it honestly it fits the story really well because the whole movie you're kind of like, wow, his dad really doesn't like, you know, Hispanic people at all, right? And then you go, shit, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> About that, uh, I was wrong, man. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I just love. I just love what he said. He said, "If I met you today and we had no history, I'd still want to be with you." It's like you know. So it's like, wow, what more can you say? You know? Yeah, weird. Go back to high school, the high school days. You know? yeah. <laughs> I love those flashbacks too, where you're not expecting oh, yeah. that to flashback, and yeah, uh, like yeah. like like Jake said, the way they did it is all of a sudden you're just there. The camera pans over, yeah. and there's you know young Chris Cooper there, you know, on the banks of the river, or whatever. Uh, yeah. I thought all that was handled really, really well. And this, yeah. this movie is like, um, this reminds me of the first time I saw bottle rocket where we have, we have uh, coming up where, where this is more, you know, you, you know, this is in a border town in Texas. So, but you're looking at things that never get filmed, you know, in Hollywood. Right. So all the scenery, all that stuff is interesting because it's not, you're not looking at a soundstage. You're not looking at, um, you're looking at this town that exists. And mm-hmm. so that's kind of it's kind of like when we watch Paper Moon and you see all these towns that exist somewhere and you're like yeah that's not a soundstage it's just shot out in the real world so it kind of gives it that feeling of place. Um yeah but, and when you think about how many dusty towns there are out there. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's uh you know something like LA and New York and Chicago those you know 
the majority of I think little little dusty towns. There's a million of them out there. Right. And this this was a way to put you smack in the middle. It never felt it, it like it was uh, artificial. It felt like you were right there, right there in a real town. Right. Right. Uh, okay. For, so next week we're going to be working on uh, Kingpin. And uh, John, did you? So we'll, we'll we'll that'll be our movie for next week. And John, did you happen to get yourself uh, 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 Taylor Swift tickets? <laughs> uh, what is there something coming up or something? <laughs> oh, it, is, it, was, it was it was it was all the news. Uh, the the Ticketmaster crashed. You know, there's only one. Oh, really? There's only one way you can get tickets now, and Ticketmaster couldn't handle the the demand for the Taylor Swift tickets. So it was like a debacle yesterday. People, oh, that's interesting. People, so Ticketmaster is the only game in town now. Yeah, because I think they they I think they they joined they with live. Else, they right? buy they bought Live Nation. So okay, yeah, did they? Yeah, I think so. Or they merged. When did that happen? Uh, last year, maybe. AOC tweeted about it, about how it shouldn't have been allowed because she's like, "This it's is a monopoly. this is what happens." She's like, "This is what happens when you when you allow and a monopoly." Actually, I don't know how you can do that. If there's two games in town and they merge, how is that not a monopoly? I don't know how that's legal. Right. <laughs> you know? So it's yeah, it's crazy. It's like uh, you know the the uh, satellite radio. If you've got two. And they merge. Well, then now you got no choice. You know? Right. Like, right. Mm. Mm. Well, the I'm you know, still a ticket master. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't even know. Just go on, buy your own. Just what? Why when is we that? We were kids. What, it was like Ticketron when you and I were in high school. Ticketron. Right? Ticketron. You'd go to May Company or Sears. Yeah. And uh, now it's Ticketmaster. Hmm. Ticketron. You mm. can buy the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Tickets available. Ticketron. <laughs> <laughs> tickets available at Ticketron and all Ticketron outlets. <laughs> Sunday, 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 we turn Anaheim Stadium into a giant mud pit. You can buy the whole seat, but you only need the edge. Mud pit. Tickets on sale now, available at all Ticketron and Ticketmaster locations inside. Visit your local right. Sears and May Company. Hosted by Clifton James. We used to have to go to May Company or Sears to buy our tickets for concerts. I remember I was I was one of those people camping out in line. I think two days in line with a lawn chair and an ice cool, uh, you know, a cooler full of drinks. I think it was like two days waiting for Springsteen tickets. I remember uh, when I worked with John, a, a, a coworker of ours, and I went to. I think we had a, we went to the May Company to try to get Beastie Boys tickets, and the lady in front of us had credit card issues, and by the time she was done figuring it out, the tickets were sold out. And you were like second in line, right? Because <laughs> right? yeah. I, I had that happen. Yeah, I'm second we were, in line. We were, yeah. It's just like, well, they're gone. What? Yeah, I'm that's second it. in line. Yep. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Because it's everywhere. Every Ticketmaster, the first person in line at every Ticketmaster is going to get first crack. So Right. And then if, if, they, if anything goes wrong, it's like Mission Impossible. If anything goes wrong, everybody gets screwed. So. Exactly. Suddenly you're Barney and you're sweating because the doorknob's locked, you know. Right, like, right, right. Um, but th in those days, it really, you that proved how committed you were. It's like, well, are you going to camp out two or three days? Are you really going to do it? Are yeah. you going to just sit there and, and just, you know, bring stuff to read and eat and just not move and sleep there overnight, you yeah. know? T uh, Music Plus did the same thing. Right. I think in the warehouse, uh, you know, all these places that had the system. It was yeah, they were, they were, there was a sign on the door that said, go ahead and call me. I'm there. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Oh, it was like man. a challenge. Days. 
that's you know that's how you it was only the diehards would do that not everybody's going to camp out for 48 hours right. to get a couple tickets you know right uh, before we go, it is going to be a short show today. I apologize. We had some technical difficulties earlier, and I'm up against a, a schedule today, so I apologize that uh, the show is ending early. For some of you, this is a reprieve. Uh, but uh, I just before I go, I, <laughs> before, <laughs> before I just want to say uh, a big shout out to John Sandy. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> It's just funny to me. Like they have to listen all the way through to get to that point where, like, for some of you, you know, you're happy. It's short. Yeah, this is a reprieve. Uh, I just want to give out a a, a, a big shout out to uh, John saying I get a text uh, Sunday morning. I sleep in on Sundays, and uh, my wife says, "Is a uh, no? Is it Saturday? Was it Saturday? No, it was Monday. It's Monday. I'm sorry. I sleep in At on some Mondays. Point this week. Not too early. I sleep in on Mondays." Mara says, uh, hey, there's a package for you from John Sandy. Now, any of you any of you who's ever been a member of this podcast crew knows, package from John Sandy is exciting time. There's like, you're going to get some kind of hand-drawn drawing. There's going to be a card in there with like some crazy writing. Maybe a picture of Nigel Bruce or Buster Keaton in there. <laughs> but, uh, but John put together button. John put together a lovely uh, package for me for my birthday. Uh, and uh, I just wanted to shout him out on the show and say thank you, John. John, you were literally probably the most thoughtful gift giver that I know. And uh, oh, I, I say that without uh, I say that without reason. And everybody on this show who gets presents from you from Christmas, the crew will attest to the fact you personalize gifts like nobody else. You you find yeah. things, you remember things that we've mentioned in passing. And we don't even remember saying, and you're like, hey, remember the time you mentioned this? Here you go. And then, you know, there it is. So oh, man. I just wanted to say How thanks, John. Thanks. You're, you're welcome. You're very welcome. As someone who has enjoyed celebrating his birthday less and less as the years go on, I still look mm. forward. I still look forward to something <laughs> that John saying he's going to pull out of his hat. Yeah. And uh, so, like so John gave me a, a couple of great books, uh, one by uh, uh, one called Let's Do It, which sounds dirty, but it isn't. It's nice. a it's a it's a history of uh, pop music from the from the early from the uh, early twenties I think it starts no I think it starts out with ragtime and goes all the way yeah it goes all the way through the swing era and that is a sequel to a book called Yeah 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 by the same author which takes it from rock and roll up to like the two thousands right John yeah Beyonce yeah okay and then he also got me the Danny Trejo autobiography which I didn't know I needed but once I saw it I was like well. <laughs> As soon as I'm done with this science fiction book, here's my next here's my next read. So I'm going to read that sucker next. So uh, I, I'm excited. And then he got me a, 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 a copy of Lost Highway so I could finally see. Go ahead. Call me. I'm there. Yeah, uh, I was wondering if you actually had that. I thought, gee, you might already. No, I don't. You know? I don't. Uh, my David Lynch is... Uh, it's spotty. My David Lynch is very spotty. So, um, well, this might be the last great David Lynch movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, John, and I just want to say thank you for uh, for for that. Uh, that was very You're nice. very welcome. That was very nice of you. Uh, and normally, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, hey, I'm not trying to draw attention now the to the pressure's fact. Pressure's on. That's like wow. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not that. trying to detract from. <laughs> I'm not trying to detract from anybody else. That's not what I'm trying to do. Uh, yeah. Or telling anybody they better they better up their game. <clears throat> I'm just glad you didn't have it. I thought, you know, there's a real good chance that you've got both of these books. So I'm really just glad you didn't have them. But I, appre I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Man. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Mario. Uh, so that's it for this week. And next week, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we be back with Kingpin. 
One of the all-time great, uh, I think it's the best Farley Brothers movie, in my opinion. Ah, but, it's a good uh, sports bold, movie. It is a great, it's a great sports movie. Um, and uh, we're going to talk about it. So for Patrick, for John, for Jake, for Justine, we say this transmission ends now. Uh, fight the power. <laughs> yeah. Red wave. <laughs>